You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, everyone, and welcome into today's edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn, alongside Glenn West. I think we're on opposite ends of the screen today. Glenn's usually over here. I think I'm usually over there. But hey, we're still coming to you from our normal YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to. If you're listening on podcasts as well, make sure to like and follow that too. Uh, big news prior to the weekend that we had to talk about today, a lot of news surrounding LSU football, that uh, there's never a dull moment or a down moment really in the coverage of this program. Andre Sam, the big defensive back addition that LSU is able to nab out of the portal. Glenn, we had kind of been dancing around the topic of LSU. You especially, we talked about the last episode, felt like they needed to make a move. And the debate was safety or corner. And they get a guy that has uh, some versatility. They get a guy that really feel like he can make an impact here in 2023. So just quick reaction before we kind of dive into the uh, meat potatoes of this thing. Your thoughts on adding Andre Sam to this roster? Yeah, it was an important addition. I think we were all kind of on the same page, Sonny included. Just We needed to see somebody get added to the secondary uh, that was a little bit more of a veteran uh, presence with some playing experience. And, uh, you know, you're talking about a guy in Andre Sam who's been around college football now for four or five years, uh, albeit at a lower level than what he's going to be walking into here uh, for the 2023 season. But uh, an important uh, an important get nonetheless, just because uh, you were really looking at the secondary and just – uh, specifically at safety, and you were wondering what the depth might look like behind Major Burns, behind Greg Brooks. Um, and and it was going to be a lot of guys who were younger, who were a little bit more inexperienced in terms of on-field playing time. Um, now you bring in a guy who you know, has played in some big games. You know, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of kind of his resume in a, in a little bit, but um, a, a guy who I think will be able to not only fill uh, a void at safety, but also allow you to be flexible with the rest of the secondary in terms of how you use certain guys. Uh, I wrote a piece last week uh, just kind of highlighting how I think it could not only affect the safety room, but the cornerback room as well. I think with, with, with Sam coming on board, you have an opportunity now to get Javen Tobiano, for example, the, the mm-hmm. freshman, a look at corner. Uh, he was playing a lot of safety towards the end of the spring. And so uh, maybe you, you, kind of rethink things this this summer and, and maybe start transitioning more to corner uh if you think that's going to be a position where a lot of uh a lot of playing time is up in the air it certainly seems like that uh, after the spring so uh yeah it's just a really important addition and i think touches on all the levels of the secondary uh in, in terms of how those guys can can get a little bit better uh in, in terms of the the depth and, and the playing experience that's in the back half of the field there and it's a guy that, if a lot of folks do remember, Saul has already seen some time at Tiger Stadium, spent some years at McNeese. Uh, they played back in 2021, and uh, I'm going to use this as a chance to talk about the guy we're going to talk about in the later half. That was a game that uh, I think it was 
2021, I believe, that McNeese came to LSU. It was a game where Mason Smith had three sacks. We're going to talk about Mason Smith later on in the show. So, hey, a little nice little parallel there. But, look, this is a guy that's played a lot of football. And while the size doesn't stand out, you know, from what you would want if you're recruiting out of the high school ranks or a guy that you can mold, Glenn, you were in your article pretty clear, obviously. This is a one-year opportunity for him to play at LSU but he's got some big game experience. Marshall obviously beating Notre Dame last year. Uh, he played in that game, was effective in that game. And he's got kind of got this uh, pursuit of the football that when you watch him on film that I think translates nicely. I think you kind of agree with that. So you mentioned kind of the fit. You mentioned the resume. He's played a lot of snaps with the safety situation already at LSU that can be kind of topsy-turvy at times due to injuries or availability in general. He adds a veteran presence, which – I think many folks were kind of concerned if those two guys go down and Greg Brooks Jr. and and Major Burns, not a lot of on-the-field experience behind them necessarily. So you bring in a guy like this that can be a nice little piece, and it allows you to move around other other players as well. And I think you kind of got to go back to the reason uh, that maybe LSU felt like they could get this was, you know, you see Frank Wilson, his obviously his experience at McNeese, having that relationship, once again, Wilson proving why he's a great recruiter as well. So overall, I love this move. But, you know, what do you think he brings to the table in terms of on-the-field play? You kind of mentioned it, alluded to it in your article. Yeah, I mean, he, he maybe is not the biggest guy um, in terms of just size, but like length and, and athleticism he has a lot of. I mean, he's six foot one. He's pretty tall. Uh, he's pretty long and you don't really need your, your safeties or secondary guys to all be, you know, in the 200, 210, 215 range. You can have a couple slender guys back there and they can still be pretty effective. Um, uh, great example would be Greedy Williams several years ago. It looked like a mm. stiff wind could blow him over, but he was really, really talented and, and long and athletic. But um, yeah, look, I think Sam's going to be a guy that you bring in, um, can certainly rotate in and out if you have an, an injury or two. Um, but I, I think you're going to see him work on special teams. I think he'll be, uh, you know, kind of a, a veteran presence in that secondary that you really need. Um, I think you could certainly move him closer to the line of scrimmage as well. He, I think he had five and a half tackles for a loss last year at, mm-hmm. at, at, uh, at Marshall. So he's a guy that can uh, maneuver his way into the backfield and make some big plays back there and just kind of be a, a little bit of a rover guy. I mean, I think they're the other position right now that, you know, LSU is still, still going to be competing a lot of, players for in terms of reps is going to be uh, in that nickel spot, whether it's going to be Sage Ryan or uh, uh, Deuce Chestnut, the guy they brought in from Syracuse. I mean, there's, I think still some, um, you know, some, some, some up in the air of just of what that position could look like. And maybe Sam's a guy that you rotate in there. If you have a full, a fully healthy Greg Brooks and a fully healthy major Burns. So yeah, I think he's going to be a guy that you can certainly use as a rotational piece. I'm not sure he's going to be an every down every snap safety kind of guy like a Burns or a Brooks will be if they stay healthy for you. Um, but it was an important move for LSU to make just from the, the fact that I know we're repeating ourselves here, but just mm-hmm. you needed to have another veteran guy back there. Cause I mean, you look at some of the people that are in that room, Matthew Langlois is, is an older guy, but he's just been so banged up his first couple of years. Um, Kylan Jackson's a freshman that they're bringing in just got in last week with all the rest of the the summer enrollees. So you don't really know what you have there. Uh, Toviano's a guy that you worked out some in the spring, um, but he was traditionally, I, th- I believe he was more of a corner in, in high school. I think that was kind of his, his, uh, you know, his background in high school and what made him a top 60, top 50 player. So 
think the ideal goal there is to maybe get him on the outside and maybe competing for uh, one of those two cornerback uh, boundary cornerback spots. So I think it, it just, it really touches on all levels. Like I said earlier, the, the addition of Sam here and uh, was, was important for LSU to kind of uh, get a guy in here like that. And, you know, cause they had struck out on a couple of guys that they had pursued um, both corners and safeties. They were kind mm-hmm. of casting a wide range net there and uh, able to land on a guy like Sam who, has spent some time also at Tulane the last couple months, you know, going through the spring with those guys and just didn't seem like it was a good fit for him. And so we hopped back in the portal and LSU, uh, LSU tacked on him uh, pretty quickly. Another thing, too, that when you bring Sam, you talk about his high school resume. This guy who ran track and field and was very good at it in high school. So he brings that athletic profile that I think LSU and a lot of other colleges like to see the athletic profile continue to build. And another thing, you know, Glenn, for the people concerned, this is a guy making the group of five jump, which I get that. It's a complete it's it's a complete argument. You know, people have that argument. It makes sense. There's enough data out there to suggest that there could be some concerns. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where I sit with this, though, is this is a guy who has progressed every single year from FCS to Group of Five and now making that jump. So there's really no bearing for me and worry. One, you're not asking this guy to come in and be an all-SEC performer. You know, you have the infrastructure there. So it's not like he has to be the guy. I think this is a really good situation that he's walking into that allows, you know, Matt House and the rest of this defensive crew to kind of say, we're going to utilize you and your strengths for this one year. And I guarantee you that was the pitch. It's interesting. You want to go play at the next level? Well, we're going to try to put your best film on tape so we can put you in the best spots that we can maximize your effort and that you can get out of this experience as well. So it feels like a really good marriage between LSU's defense, what they want to do, uh, and, and kind of what he wanted, obviously, for the next level. And I don't know how many people are subscribed to this. I know we've mentioned we got to get a subscription. But Pro Football Focus had him fourth among Sunbelt safeties last year. And you were right. In, uh, in run defense, he had five and a half tackles for loss and total 27 stops as well. So it's a guy that's not afraid to, you know, get in the mix down there at the line of scrimmage. Really like the pickup of Andre Sam, and it uh, shores up another hole. Uh, you, you could call it a hole. I think we kind of saw yeah. that as the last big one. Kind of the last big one. Does, that, does it feel like that too? That was the last spot that they really needed to address I think so. the into the summer? Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know that they're going to add anybody else. I mean, I, I know they kicked the tires on a – a transfer or a JUCO tight end. I'm not sure what his decision is yet. I, I haven't heard anything on terms of uh, whether they're bringing him in for a visit, but uh, he would make a lot of sense as they kind of etch closer into that 85 scholarship limit. Um, I think, you know, Sonny kind of laid it out there at the end of the spring. I think LSU is right around 78. So now you mm-hmm. add 
Sam, you add Logan Diggs, you're right at 80. Um, I could certainly see them going after another guy. I don't know who that would be or what position that would be. I think they, you know, there's there's cases to be made for other guys. But, um, yeah, look, I, and I think the other part about Sam that maybe we glossed over a little bit is he's a six-year guy. He's seen a lot of football. Um, you know, I know he started at McNeese, but McNeese usually plays at least one or two of the big guys uh, every year. They, they like to get a big, uh, you know, kind of you – know, they get a nice paycheck every time that they play one of the big guns in terms of power five. And so he's a guy that's seen some some good opponents. You mentioned the LSU a couple of years ago and certainly Notre Dame last year. Um, so, well, yeah, we'll see what, what kind of role his it looks like. But I, I definitely think he'll be a part of the rotation. Uh, just don't know that he'll be an every snap kind of player, which at this point in the year, you're not really looking for, for a guy like that. You're looking for a guy who can come in and help in certain situations. And I think he fits that mold perfectly. Yeah, complimentary piece. Uh, two more topics in today's conversation. One, we're going to start on that defensive line. Mason Smith, the news that he's cleared for football activities, Glenn, uh, with already the great banter between Florida State and LSU fans and Florida State picking up a key transfer in Keon Coleman uh, and Coleman's involvement in the social media atmosphere of whether he was going to LSU or not, it's making and setting up for a great matchup that week one. And the best news, I think, that LSU could have gotten was see Mason Smith be cleared for football activities, knowing that he's going to have plenty of time to ramp up activities before that week one matchup. Kind of talk about the impact of and fans already know it of what having mason smith ready to go week one is going to look like yeah i mean look you can look at this from a perspective of you're adding another five-star talent into the mix this year because you didn't have that guy last year at all i mean he went down the first series uh the first defensive series of the game against florida state last year and you know everybody was expecting him to have a, a, a huge breakout season a guy that you know, could certainly thrust himself into one of the premier defensive linemen in the country uh and it goes down before it even really starts uh, it's very very reminiscent of what happened with Cade Beloso last year for the baseball team and him tearing his ACL on the celebration of the very first game I mean it was very mirror image kind of injuries there that happened uh, for two guys who were going to help their teams win a lot of games last year and so yeah look I, I think the the best part about this is that it allows now Mason Smith to have two months here where there are no restrictions on what he can do mm-hmm. with his body. I think he can certainly get in the weight room, uh, get out on the field and do some kind of drill work, whatever that is amongst players. You know, I know coaches and, and practices, that's all off limits this summer, but you know, they could set up certain workouts and stuff for him to do outside and, and just kind of get that feel back of the game a little bit. But uh, we're not going to be able to see him until fall. Uh, really make an impact in terms of his contact work. And I think that's kind of where LSU needs to transition now for the next couple months with him. Make sure that his body is in pristine shape to handle some of the workload he's going to be getting in in, in the fall uh, during training camp. Uh, And make sure that he's as healthy as possible for for that opener against Florida State. I know he's been chomping at the bit to get back uh, for a while now. Uh, It'll be really great to have him back in that lineup. I think it makes for one of the more devastating front sevens in all of college football when you talk about him with Makai Wingo and certainly Harold Perkins and Deshaun Womack and Quincy Wiggins and Ovi Agofu. I mean, you can go down the line here of guys that uh, it feels like LSU is going to be in a really good spot with that front seven, and they're going to create a lot of different – a lot of havoc here for for opposing offenses. Um, And it's going to be a real benefit to the defense, obviously, to to be able to get that consistent pressure on quarterbacks and get into the backfield, maybe limit some of the run defense uh, that they they had some trouble with at times last year as well. So, yeah, big news for for LSU to get Mason Smith fully cleared. And 
now, like I said, he can kind of go into the summer here with no restrictions on his body and really focus on uh, what he needs to do to, to be in pristine shape for fall. I think, too, you're going to have an interior defensive line that is going to rival really anybody in the country. When you mention those two names, uh, you know, obviously adding Wingo and, and having those two guys alongside of one another is huge. Um, one thing, the last topic of conversation, Glenn, I don't think I told you in this in the pre-show. We're going to talk about it right now. One person that will not be along for the ride, and that is Gerald Chapman that has reportedly accepted a job at Tulane. Let's talk about the impact here. You and I and, and Sonny had talked about this you know, with the hire of the new defensive line coach, we had heard Chapman would have been in the running, well-respected inside that uh, football offices and everything. It didn't feel like he was going to leave, but this just lines up to be really a perfect opportunity, I think, for him and where he wants to go, uh, taking that job down at Tulane. What is the impact maybe seen for LSU, not only, and we can get into this on the field, but maybe in recruiting a little bit? Because Gerald Chapman did kind of take the reins on a couple of these guys as that kind of uh, interim period was was really going on yeah he did and, and he was a really big uh you know part of developing guys in the spring for the last several weeks of spring camp um and, and look i think you could look at this as, and from both perspectives here it gave not only chapman a great opportunity to take the reins for a few weeks of one of the best defensive line uh defensive lines in the, in the country it also was a great resume booster for him um, knowing that he could take the reins of recruiting a little bit. And I think that certainly helped with his uh, obviously getting the job here at Tulane now for him to move on and, and, and get a, a kind of a, a promotion uh, mm -hmm. from, from his interim spot here at LSU. So that was, you know, it was good to see for him. I mean, I think that, you know, that's a part of college football, in, especially at a place like LSU where, you know, some of these assistants and analysts, when they seek jobs and when they get promotions and stuff, it really – helps build the brand of LSU and what they want mm. to bring in in terms of the the, the assistant staff and, and and getting those bigger names, those those analysts that you want, knowing that they can in turn flip it into a nice job in a couple of years. So, yeah, I think from that respect, it's all good news. Um, I think the fact that, you know, he only had a couple of weeks with the recruiting and just being solely on him that – uh, you don't lose a whole lot there if you're LSU because, I mean, you made the Jimmy Lindsay hire and yeah. literally I think a day or two after he was hired or after it was official, he was on the road recruiting. And so he's been talking with a lot of recruits. He's been uh, in a lot of players' homes, I think, the last several weeks and uh, certainly at a number of schools in the region um, to, to try to, you know, introduce himself and, and make sure that this is a really good defensive line class that LSU's building. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a loss, but, you know, you, you brought in Jimmy Lindsay for a reason to take over that defensive line. And you, you feel like you can find another analyst here that, you know, maybe can, can also turn this into a job in the next couple of years at another school. So like, I, I think that that revolving door of analysts and assistant coaches who help uh, build the, the foundation of the program is, is important. You lose a guy like Chapman, you, you find another guy that you think can do the job. And I think LSU is going to be in a good position there. I like what you said, too, about that. When analysts leave and you have that revolving door, it says something about the program that you have uh, and what people think about the job that Brian Kelly's already done. And obviously, Gerald Chapman, who you know had some success, had a job, was the interim defensive coordinator when Colorado made that change last year, brought in after Jamar Cain, and obviously uh, gets that job. But hey, I know you know LSU fans would like to see him go somewhere else other than New Orleans, but he's still going to have uh, you know quite the impact of that program that had a good season last year. But once again, all good press, all good news for LSU and this Brian Kelly regime. Hey, a little bit quicker podcast today. We talked obviously uh, about the addition, the subtraction, 
we'll call it two editions. I like what you said there, Glenn. It's essentially getting a five-star yeah. uh, and getting Mason Smith back. That's a lot of fun. We will be having another podcast this week, so make sure you're tuned in. Kind of previewing the college baseball up in Hoover. SEC tournament play, LSU coming off of a big series win uh, in Athens and turning around and could possibly play them in their first matchup or South Carolina. It's a different Gamecocks team, though, than when LSU went to Columbia. So that's going to be fun to watch, fun to monitor. Stay tuned to the website. Stay tuned to the social media so you know when we're talking about everything your LSU Tigers. Uh, Glenn, any final thoughts? Uh, are you you excited for uh, for postseason baseball? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're regional here in a couple of weeks. You're certainly, I think, after the Georgia series, put yourself – in position to host a super regional as well um so excuse me don't get choked up about it Glenn. Bryce, it's yes. exciting <laughs> Bryce choked me up there with the postseason baseball stuff so <laughs> yeah no I think it's going to be great uh for for LSU to kind of have uh to, to bring that back to the box it's been a little while since they've been able to host and uh I think it's going to be a great electric atmosphere for that regional and if LSU can handle its business then they'll they'll be in the super regional and hosting again so that'll be um should be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. And we'll we'll certainly get you down there for for I don't know you you you're coming in what the first week of June. So I mean, that- I, I was just talking to the wife about that. We'll be moving in. I pr- believe if LSU does advance and host a super regional, we're moving in that weekend. So what a better time to have traffic throughout Baton Rouge. Exactly. But also, I looked at my wife last night and I said, uh, "What you think?" And she gave me the side eye. She goes, "If you think I'm letting you leave before we are completely moved in, so." Glenn, you yeah. might have to. I might have to. You might have to connect with my wife and and, sure. and do a little talking to to try to get us through that. <laughs> All right, we'll talk. We'll, we'll do some, that. some bartering skills, but hey, we appreciate you for tuning in. Appreciate you watching. And once again, another shout out. Thanks so much for getting us to three K subscribers. Uh, we're going to set a goal here before the start of the season because uh, I'd like to see if we could hit another milestone on the YouTube channel. But continue to follow, continue to like, continue to listen wherever you get this content. We'll catch you next time here on the Go 24-7 podcast. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.